The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Hello everybody, welcome back to the New York Talk. Uh, it has been a week since our last episode and absolutely nothing has happened. Um, so that's where we are at the minute. Um, thankfully we have something to talk about, we have a game on Friday night to talk about. When I say thankful, it is that we're at home to Leeds United, who are one of the form teams in the division. Um, so take take what you want from that. We will cover all the latest manager rumours, which are very thin on the ground, but we'll talk about it. Uh, and then we'll look ahead to the, to the Yorkshire Derby, which is live on Sky, which is exciting. Uh, Mick, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. All right. Fully refreshed after my international break. Yeah. You went you went international as well, didn't you? International-ish. What yeah. else? Oh, yeah, yeah. We talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did. Yeah. Came back and my internet were broke. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully at least, Danny, hopefully your internet... It lives on because if yours goes as well, then it's just me sat here. So there's pressure on your internet tonight. Uh, nah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, <clears throat> but I'm slightly less refreshed because I've only just about recovered from my graduation party last night. <laughs> so but everybody, yeah. everybody, congratulate Danny on a gra- on graduation. Did you have a good day? Yeah, it, 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 it we're up and tiring. Like when we went to get the like the hat and gown <clears throat> sorted, God, it were hot. It was so it was so hot, an hour in a three piece, and it was just oh my god. Um, but no, the day itself were really good. Um, uh, we've I've bought the graduation bear, that's what I've called him, Georgie. Um, and uh, I've also found out that I can fit into a medium t shirt now, so I'm loving life. <laughs> I can, like can you? Can you? yeah, I can't get it off once it's on, but. <laughs> 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 How big was that Sweden shirt that Thelbion gave you? That must have been a medium. That, that, that one medium. Yeah, that, that was... Um, it didn't yeah, fit you. That's about that a bit, really. <laughs> Plenty of people <laughs> with us so far. Sarah Ogden, Martin Holland, um, 
Gunbusters can't be any worse than Taylor for motivation. Okay. Nathan Crabtree is with us um, as well as is Kim Hill with Territory Mate, John Hemsby. Philip Hawes is global for us. He's from New Zealand today mm-hmm. in that morning, I guess. So thank you for being with us. Um, so let's start with the manager stuff because that's the most important thing. We are another, well, it's important. Um, the the front runner at the minute, Mick, let's let's go through it. Gary Rowe was the front runner. Gary Rowe had an interview with Cab Sutton. If you haven't watched it, if you've got a spare hour, go watch it because I think it's. I really enjoyed it to be honest with you. He's an interesting guy, Rowett, and fairly funny uh, for a football manager. Um, he said at the very, very end that he wasn't, essentially said he wasn't particularly close to anything. He said he had had offers um, that weren't right for him at the time. We obviously don't know if that was us or not, but he did say that. Um, and so he was essentially waiting for the right project. Mick, thoughts on that? Because if, if, he, if he had an interview lined at the day after, He's not going to tell Gab Sutton or anybody else, oh, yeah, I've got a Rotherham interview tomorrow. So keep no. an eye on that. Do you think that's just a media answer? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, these people, by the nature of the job, have to keep the cards close to the chest, don't they? Particularly um, in, in, when, when you're in the jobs market and they know that they're going to be up against other people as well. Mm. Um, if, assuming that he has been approached or assuming he's approached us, whichever what. Whichever way around it is, um, they're going to play the cards close to the chest. Um, or assuming he hasn't approached us and we haven't approached him, he's still going to play his cards close to his chest, yeah. you know. So I don't think you can take too much from it. Um, I, I don't know where else to go with it, you know. And and, and this is, we've, I think we've talked it to death, and certainly social media has talked it to death, haven't they? It's, um, <laughs> It's getting to the stage where people are now moaning about people moaning. <laughs> yeah. and, and rightly so. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the moan comes, Danny, and I think we don't we try not to criticise the club on this podcast, to be honest with you. Constructive criticism where we, where we tend to aim, aim everything. But it's quite difficult to defend where we are, bearing in mind we sacked a manager two weeks mm. ago, and if you believe the reports, interviews are just about starting maybe starting mm. early next week you've you've had two weeks to sort this out and you sh- like I think Mick said on least in the last episode there should have been some pre-thought to this before that the decision made so the frustration and anger to it in some patches is is it valid that the club are not waiting uh, <clears throat> I, I, the fact that the reports are now saying that um the interview process is beginning it's like well, it almost makes it feel like it were a bit of a snap decision to sack yeah. Mike Taylor now. Um, because if, in an ideal world, if you were to sack a manager before an international break, you would have the interview process, not ongoing, but you'd have your shortlist to look at mm. nearly straight away. Because um, then you can get the interview sorted and then the manager can come in and still do something. Um, <clears throat> whereas now... It's we're going into the Leeds game managerless with Matt Taylor's staff in charge, and it almost feels like they're just the the cork to bug a hole at the mm. minute. And as soon as Matt Taylor gets a new job, they'll be off as well. Um, so I think the only reason they haven't gone is because they want to stay employed for the time being, essentially. Mm. Uh, which is no disrespect to to them at all, but that's just the vibe it gives off. Yeah, um, and. You know, the only the only thing we've really got to go on is what the bookies are saying. And 
being best mates with someone who used to work in a bookies, you never trust the bookies odds because it, because it's basically whatever way people are betting. I said Ryan Creswell for the Rotherham job, and then suddenly he jumped to six to one. So crazy it, that it's, it's like who who has put on five pounds and changed the odds for that? Like, please let me know because I want to pay you that fiver back because it's silly. Um, but <clears throat> it, it, it does strike me as a bit of a we've sacked a manager, and now it's your turn. Rob Scott, mm. find, find as a new manager rather than the process being ongoing. Because we, we all thought, cause there was rumours flying about that if if Matt Taylor had, like, say, lost against QPR, that would have been him gone. Well, yeah. So you would have thought the, the, the wheels would have been in motion from that time. At least mm. just to shortlist it. I mean, to interview a manager whilst you've still got a manager would be a little bit snaky. But yeah. even just to have a shortlist of, right, you, you, you and you, we're ready. Just in case it hits the fan uh but it did hit the fan against Watford's and then suddenly we are, we don't have a manager and it's like right interviews international break cool nothing's happening nothing's yeah. happening it's leads tomorrow ah I'm Wayne Carlisle this are gonna be in the dugout running the, running the show and the interviews are starting next week right cool um so we've had all that time to get the prep done and it sounds like we've got the prep done at the last minute which mm. is a bit mm-hmm, you know it's that it's that feeling that if you've got a, like an essay due on on the Monday, you don't do don't do any of the work till the Sunday, and you get all smashed through really really late on. It's got that vibe to it. Mm. Um, Tiffany says we're always behind the door, never in front of it. Uh, yeah, not helped, Mick. Now we don't know if this is true, but it's not helped by the reports of Tony Stewart going away for the weekend. Um, <laughs> to, 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 by all reports, Macedonia was picked with Brian Dean. If this is true, this it, it was the weekend. Just can we assume for the for the England Macedonia game? Um, it's not been the image and the story and the narrative. If you want to use that word, Mick, the club haven't controlled it. Yeah, the club, the club no. are not controlling what's what's being said and everything else. They're just sort of letting things happen. Uh, and I don't know where that comes from. Um, I thought I thought I mentioned this last week. I think when Paul Warren left, I thought the club did a really really good job at controlling everything and talking to people and everything else. I thought I thought it was brilliant when Warren left, the way the club did it. Mm. It's been the opposite of that this time. I, I, I've been disappointed with a, with a lack of communication from the club. It's almost as if some sort of instruction to just keep quiet about this till we get it sorted. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that is the case. Um, you know, Santos very pro- professional at the job that he does um, and, and he puts a huge amount of hard work into it, into trying to build a... Build a uh, a relationship with fans through social media and um you know he's he's, he's kind of been a, a little had his it would appear to have had his hands tied a little bit in this case so it would suggest that things are moving behind the scenes you, we don't know we don't know what's going off we don't know what plans have been put in place we don't know whether any plans have been put in place or whether this was always the plan you know to dependent on the availability of the, the people that they want to interview. We don't know whether people have already been interviewed. We don't know any of this stuff at all. Um, so it's all speculation. And and it, it does none of us any good, does it? I mean, it keeps us entertained for the first two or three days on social media, and then then it starts grinding a little bit. And, and we are now sort of three or four podcasts deep into this. And, and know. you know, it, it's... It's time to it's time for us really as supporters, I think, to to look forward to the next few games, two of which are away from home, so we can't really look forward to them. Um, 
and and just just get behind the team on Friday night and see what happens. Uh, we've got no control over it, you know. You know, no matter how much we moan and groan about it and shout and, and swear about it, we've got no control, have we? So, mm. bit tight. See what happens. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Um, John Michael in the comments says, even as you sounded well on Radio Sheffield, Mick, I'm going to be doing a football event tonight. Congratulations, Danny. John Michael says, thank you, John. Graduation as well. Um, Powermud says he reckons that Ainsworth in and Mick as his number two. Um, that'd only work if we had a Neil Warnock style <laughs> documentary, so you both mic it up and we got to listen to you both screaming at each other, saying how stupid you both are, or something like that. Um, yeah, I could do with that, I could deal I'd with be fully that. on board with that. I'd be fully on board with that. Let's talk, <laughs> let's just talk about who the current favorite is, Danny, because again, it's probably just worth mentioning. The current favorite, as things stand, is Liam Richardson. Um, he shot up in, in the odds. Couple of weeks ago, well, a few days ago, it feels like weeks ago. It is only a few days ago. Um, Liam Richardson, Danny, he doesn't quite fit the bill in terms of being there and done it. He did manage in the championship and he did a relatively good job for Wigan, bearing in mind the crazy circumstances that Wigan were under. Um, and if, from, from my point of view, if, if Liam Richardson was appointed tomorrow, I would we'd all, we'd all get behind him and I could pick out some positive points. I could say, yeah, I think it's going to be good because of X, Y, and Z. But it wouldn't get me out of my seat. I wouldn't be going, oh my God, we've got William Bloody Richardson here. It would, I think it would be more a solid appointment. Uh, would it even be solid? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, Liam Richardson's an interesting one um, because, funnily enough, it seemed to have shot up in the odds when we mentioned his name on the podcast. So, yeah, so it's like, does someone work at Bet365 who watches us? <laughs> you know, and they're just like, oh, we'll just bump that one up just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I agree to that. I think Richardson is like, yeah, okay, fair. We'd get behind him. And it's one of them where you could understand the um, the points that have got him the job, basically. But, like I say, it's hardly a coup getting mm. Lee Richardson. You know, I'd say... Um, like Gary Rower or um, Nathan Jones for a club of Rotherham's level and size would be considered a coup, bearing in mind what they've done in the past. Mm. Um, whereas with Liam Richardson, um, the notable point that sticks in my head is that he pipped us to League One and then was the victim of circumstance at Wigan where it all just went belly up very quickly. Um, <clears throat> but I think with the job he was he did with Wigan in the League One season and the ambition that he had with Wigan before it went belly up may have put him not top, not top of our list because we don't know what the list is, um, yeah. but certainly of a positive opinion, shall we say? Um, and I'd, I'd be for it, but I'd be for I'd be for Nathan Jones, Gary Rowett, uh, and any of the others as well. Because as I said on the last podcast, there's uh, yeses for all of them, um, but some have more yeses than others. I think. Mm, yeah. Um Shell still rightly says it came across very well in an article. I think it was a coach's can't remember what it's called now. Coach's blog or something like that. I'll see if I can find the name right while I ask you a question, Nick. I think he does come across really well. I think when I spoke listened to his interviews at Wigan and everything else, I've liked Liam Richardson. I like what he's what he does, I like what he did at Wigan. I thought I thought he did an excellent job, to be honest with you, and again, Mary Man the circumstances. Uh, it's just it's not from a fan's perspective, with the other names floating around, it just doesn't scream, oh my God, this is very exciting. But well, then it could be brilliant because it could be what we need because 
us and Wigan aren't that dissimilar in terms of clubs, in terms of fan base, what we expect from the players as well. So it, it might work really well. It may do. It may do. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I think Shelley's got to hit the point here with this one, uh, this comment. Yeah. Um, do you think Richardson is a sideways step? A massive upgrade on Matt Taylor. And I think I think that's probably right. Um, it is a sideways step. Um, it's possibly possibly a step in the direction of Paul Warren as well, because they seem very similar characters, albeit yeah. um, Richardson's more of a coach than, than Paul Warren was in terms of, you know, experience if you like uh, taking the job so i don't think it'd be a massive shift uh in terms of in terms of what um what we see on the pitch it doesn't need a massive shift mm. <laughs> ultimately uh i mean yeah, but ideally it does but you know what i mean to in order to get to, to survive i don't think it needs a huge shift but i i my only sticking point with it, I think Richardson's going to be another one like Matt Taylor in terms of he needs some time to settle and and and, and get established. And and I'm not convinced we've got that at the moment. Um, we are still reasonably early in the season. I was having a chat with a Chesterfield fan uh, at work today. They're eight points clear, and you know, and 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 I'm sort of sat here thinking, oh, we're in trouble with four points adrift, and you know, it, seasons. We, we, I'm 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 getting depressed because we're going to get relegated. And, uh, but I'm saying to him, it's only November. You're eight points clear, but it's only November. You know, there's a. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's it's a, it's the same sort of concern, but in different circumstances. But if we were another ten games down the line and only one, two more wins, then I don't think we can afford that at yeah. this stage. So I suspect Liam Richardson might be one that would take too much time to settle given the current circumstances, but I do like him, definitely. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> John S says, not bothered now. We'll wait and wish them well, whoever it is, tired of rumours. Yeah, I think that sums it up. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> it pretty much does. One thing that we do know, Danny, Wayne Carlisle, uh, but that's probably, sorry, just go uh, if you want to watch the Liam, we'll read the William Richardson, that's from the coach's voice. I do recommend it. It's quite interesting. Sheds a bit of light on what happened at Wigan last year. It's just an interesting article altogether, whether it comes to us or not. Um, back to it, Wayne. Back to it. Wayne Carlisle, Danny, will be in the dugout for Friday night, uh, assisted by Scott Brown, the goalkeeping coach, and Dan Green, the coach. Um, he's, throwing, he's throwing his hat into the ring, as Wayne Carlisle. Mm. Um, publicly throwing his hat into the ring. Says who, who wouldn't take that opportunity. Um, surprised at that? Because I am. Yeah, I am as well, to be fair. I thought, I mean, I was surprised that um, the backroom staff would take control excuse me, for just for the time being. Because I thought they would have gone with Matt Taylor, but like I said before, I suppose because he's not gone straight into another job and been pinched by somebody else, they've sort of hung around until um, until we're a bit clearer with it. But I'm still of the, of the opinion that when Matt Taylor finds a new job, wherever that is, they will go with him because they yeah. that was his setup at Bristol. Um, at Bristol, good grief. That was that was his setup at Exeter, and it was his setup with us. I mean, we um, we had the faff about with um, the goalkeeper coach because he was still registered as a player at Exeter, um, so he took a bit longer to come uh, to come to us. So I still think there's that little thing of when Taylor gets a new job, they'll go straight away and. Would we take that risk? You know, like if Matt Taylor finds a job, say in I don't know January time, right? But we've already appointed Wayne Carlisle as <clears throat> the, the successor manager. 
um, which as scary as it sounds, I could see being the case because it could be the chief option and, you know, like with things like that. Um, but then he goes in January, then we're back to square one. Mm. You know, so I, I think I think Wayne Carlisle putting his hat into the ring um, shows his ambition as an assistant manager to be the main man at some point. But at the same time, I wouldn't take him as manager here. I'd rather have like a um, an established name, shall we say. Yeah, I think the only way... Has he put his hat in the ring? Has he really? Yeah. He said he's interested he in the job. Asked, has he been asked if you were offered it, would you take it? That's not putting your hat in the ring. He said he, would, he said he asked. He was asked if he would be interested in the job, interested in taking the job. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in. I'm interested in a lot of jobs. I'm interested in <laughs> being Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Not going to happen, is it? You know, it, it, it's it's yeah. The questions he's, he's, asked he, are important. Is, is, is only, the only way he's going to get the job is if he beats Leeds and beats Hull. I don't and think that's going to be. And his official and for it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think he, I would be surprised if, if he's being considered. But then if we do win the next two games, would you be silly not to consider it because he's beat Leeds and Hull? Uh, I don't know. That's. No? No. Look at that. So let's, say, let's assume he is the manager. He has been appointed and he loses against Leeds and all. Are you going to sack him? Well, it's interim, interim. It's the same difference, isn't it? You yeah, know, yeah. Just because you've won two games doesn't mean it's going to, you're going to, he's, he's not got the experience. And, and I've got nothing against the fellow at all. He's a really, really decent bloke and a, and a good coach. And I'm sure at some stage mm. uh, he will make he will make a decent manager. But now's not the time and now's not, here's not the place at, as we stand. I think it's mm. just, I think it was Adam Oxley from Radio Sheffield that asked him the question. And I mm. think it's just, it's an obvious question you're going to ask in it of a caretaker manager. If, if you were offered the job, would you take it? Yeah, of course I would. Mm. And I think that's as far as we are with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but it gives something to talk about, doesn't it? So Yeah, does it really? <laughs> <laughs> we covered through, through a few minutes there. Um <laughs> Let's move forward. Shelley asks, do you think Wayne Carlisle will have the same outlook as Matt Taylor or give it give us that something bit bit different we've been looking for, a bit of fight maybe? And I think, Danny, this plays into what his potential ambitions are. Because if, if let, let's assume Wayne Carlisle is interested in the job, he's going to have to do something different because mm. he's going to have to, again, this is a big if, but if he does want to do it, he's got to show that he's capable of changing the squad very, very quickly and doing something different than Matt Tiddle wasn't able to do? Or is he just there, do you think, to steady the ship, get us through his couple of games, and it will just be a, a bit of a continuation? I think um, Wayne Carlisle understood Matt Taylor's approach to football and was a good, um, not good, good guy, bad guy relationship in it, but you could tell like who was the, the football person in Matt Taylor with with his tactics and you know like we've said before he's the sort of boy you go for a pint with and just talk football for three hours uh, yeah. whereas I think Wayne Carlisle was more of like um, the trainer you know um, yeah. so I, I can sort of see if he was to get the job I could see him coming in and trying to do something different but I think that's because his outlook on football is different mm. um, I mean I've seen someone in the comments get, uh, keep waiting until January and then never do at Warnock I mean <laughs> Warnock's come out and said he don't really have a job until uh, January, February time. But again, it's a short-term solution, mm -hmm. even with Warnock. 
Um, and it would be a short-term solution to get in a short-term solution if we were to go with that. So I think with Wayne Carlisle, it's just an interim period. I think he'll get us through Leeds. Uh, what's up to Leeds? Is it Hull? Hull. Yeah, maybe Leeds, Hull, uh, potentially Birmingham. Um, but I don't think it'll take that long. Uh, he says that, but we'll wait and see. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think if Wayne Carlisle was to stay, it'd be an interim basis. Nothing, nothing mm. wrong with that, but you know, I'm yeah. of the opinion it shouldn't never have got to that point in the first place. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Nathan Crabtree says normally when they say that type of thing, it means they're going to go their separate ways. In reference to Wayne Carlisle and Matt Taylor, don't be surprised if they don't don't go with Taylor next job. Well, uh, the new manager might need a new backroom staff. You know, Nathan Jones. I think when he went to Luton, I don't think he took his, a lot of his backroom staff with him. I think he used the Southampton staff. So, to use an example, what do you need Wayne, Car- Wayne Carlisle type to come in? Uh, Liam Richardson, you know, I, I don't, we don't, we don't know what happened with their back and stuff. So, it may well be that Wayne Carlisle and Dan Green and Scott Brown stay on with the new manager, depending on the circumstances. Because they'll be in contract, I assume they'll be in the same level of contract as Matt Taylor for two or a few more years. So, it's it also saves on termination fees or whatever, whatever the phrase would be for those as well. Um, Ian Bradley says, have the Steve Evans rumours disappeared? Yeah, they seem to have quietened down the Steve Evans rumours. Mm. I don't, I, well, he's never out of it because I think how close Steve Evans and Tunnage Tun- Tun- are, I think we'll never see him out of it when he's, when he's doing such a good job. But I think they've gone very quiet. Phil, would you take Ains with it if he kept us up, Mick? <laughs> what? Uh, otherwise, we go down no matter who we get. I mean, is that the question or what? Um, <laughs> No, no. I, the only way, the only way that I would take Gareth Ainsworth if is, is if the other option was Steve Evans. Okay, that's it. What if Gareth Ainsworth uh, allowed you to be part of his band? <laughs> but like Bez at Happy Mondays, which I'm doing, not Happy Mondays. Yeah. Um... All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about the game proper on Friday night. We're going to start with Ref Watch because we are. Oh. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know how you think it's bad, Mick? The stats are even worse than you think. Uh, so, ref, but, but, referees... Before, before, we, before we carry on, is it, are the stats so bad that I need to open a beer? Yeah. Right. Uh, so, Oliver Langford is the referee for Friday night. He has refereed us 13 times in the championship. We have one win. Um, and in that time, he has given six penalties against us with zero coming for us in that time. Uh, now, I'm not saying, you know, just, just delivering the information. Um, but that's, I, I mean, it's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, the win, things, a win thing makes sense because we're, we're not very good in the championship historically. But six penalties in 13 games is a lot. Um, I don't know. Go on, Mick. I can be. You can be pretty sure it'll be seven on Saturday morning. By Saturday morning, I mean they've got well, they've got the cheap. Well, Jordan Bamford playing up front for a month. They. I was just about you know, to say the, if they've the got Bamford on the seat once he gets into penalty area. So I mean it's it's an almost an inevitability that that he will give them a penalty and it will mm. be Jordan Bamford and it will be a dive. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah we'll take back and again. This is the same referee. If you remember the COVID season away at QPR. You might not remember when Matt Olusunda got scythed down at QPR. This was the same way that didn't give that penalty. Yes. Um, there you go. 
let's play for rain. You should be using. Yeah, he was the referee that called it off. The only good thing he's done for us is that called called the Cardiff game off um, at halftime with the rain. Uh, yeah. Anything else on uh, Mr. Langford? I mean, it's just, yeah. So let's wait while Sunday, and then we can we can. It'll give us something to talk about on Sunday, won't it? Because he will. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's it's almost the perfect storm, isn't it? You know, you've got little old Rotherham United. You've got the massive that are Leeds United, ex Premier League team live on Sky. It's absolutely it's a perfect environment for him to to do with do what he does best. You know, all we needed was Keith Stroud as fourth official trying to get on telly as well, and would have been. Have you have you checked if he is? I um, haven't. No, don't, don't, don't let, let's not even try that, shall we? <laughs> if, I've got to check that, Anna. If Keith Stroud's fourth official, I'm just going to not bother going. <laughs> <coughs> uh, my internet's no, it's not. It's not. Randy Davies, whoever he is, but although he, we have an issue with Randy Davies before, I think actually. Um, mm. Anyway, Shelley says it will definitely be the be the big club um, live on Sky Two. Uh, it's nailed on; they will get everything. <coughs> Yeah, I think just, that's just reminded me actually. I need to put it on record on Sky because we know what it's like. <laughs> when I hit record, we win or draw. <laughs> if I don't hit record, we lose. Yeah. Danny, let's talk about the game because. Do we have to? Uh, this is, well, it's <laughs> difficult for us, isn't it, really? Because if I ask you what, what do you think you're going to see from Rodham United tomorrow night, oh, I don't know what I'm going to see. What What do you think you're going to see? What, it's, it's difficult. It's impossible to predict, isn't it? I mean, I mean, the one prediction I can make is that I hope we turn up and play football and not rugby. You know, I think that yeah. that's the only prediction we can really make. Um, because I'm like you, I have no idea what to expect. It's like, I don't know whether to expect to paste him f- from Leeds and just to ready myself for it, or ready myself for seeing something completely different because, you know, it's the first game without Matt Taylor and it's Wayne Carlisle. And, um, will he play the same, the same way as Matt Taylor? Will he play his own way? Um, will we see... <clears throat> the majority of the same players will some surprise players get benched you know it, there are so many question marks over this game um it's almost added to the allure of going just to see what will happen you know um well yeah i don't know what to expect in this like i don't even know if we'll play the same formation no. I, just, I just don't know <laughs> no i don't either which is a, which is a now a graduated sports journalist is a very bad thing to say. I just don't know what's going to happen because I don't. I don't. Um, Scott can ask when you in, you mentioned Jordan Banford. Is it Patrick Hugel as well, Nick? Did I say Jordan Banford? <laughs> you did, yeah. yeah. Wow, was that? That was, that was a proper slip, wasn't it? <laughs> is that is that um, his brother who plays for Bradford Park Avenue? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I obviously did mean Patrick Chief Bamford, yes. Sorry, did that slip that leak again then? Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> um, Ian Brown, just go back to Carlisle. If we get Wayne Carlisle, we may as well start booking trips for Shrewsbury and Orient next season. Um, let us go. Shelley says, are you nervous for tomorrow? He says that part of him can see absolute pasting, then the other part thinks we'll actually turn up and surprise a few. Yeah, Mick, I mean, we could. We, we, we. <laughs> But there's no, there's, I, I can't tell you, I, I, I've got the same feeling, but I can't tell you why I think we might pick some up. Because if I try to put logic towards that thought, there is no logic towards that thought. We just might. Well, there is. Still might. There's, there's plenty of logic to that thought when you look at the teams that we've played against this season at home and, and given games against. We should have beaten Blackburn had it not been for the referee. 
we mm. should have got at least a point out of uh, Leicester. I didn't know been for the referees disallow, disallowing that goal. We beat um, we beat um, Norwich. Mm. Uh, arguably, arguably we could have beaten Leicester, uh, uh, Ipswich with a little bit more luck. Had that ball not ricocheted off thirteen parts of that player's leg before it went to trickled into the back at net, you know. We when we when we play against the so-called big teams at New York Stadium, particularly under the lights, mm. um, but, but either way, we we give them a game and then they get a proper game, you know. So unless there's going to be a complete about turn and we we put in an away performance, um, there's no reason why we can't get anything from this game. We're not playing Brazil. We're not playing Argentina. We're playing Leeds. They're not. They're not ahead of Ipswich. They're not ahead of Leicester, and, and they haven't been all season. Mm. So they might have been a Premier League side last season, but not this year. Um, and you can you can throw all the stats you want about how much the players are worth. You know where they played last season, how big they are, how many fans they get. All this nonsense makes the difference because we've done the same to other clubs of the similar stature mm. this season. So. I'm trying to be positive because, because you never know that whether when which which home game that our away team's going to turn up in, if they mm. indeed if indeed they do. Um, but um, I, I, I don't think I'm worried <laughs> because of the home form. No. Mm. Fair enough. Matt the Miller says, "Don't Rotherham always do well against the bigger teams? It's in our DNA." Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Shelley says the logic is we're rather United were unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, we've done it against Leeds before. I talked to some of Leeds fans about this. Where I mean, you, we go back to 2004, Mick, when, when, when Leeds came, first came down from the Premier League when they got relegated from the Premier League, and we got. Yeah. I think they they hit the woodwork three times inside ten minutes in yeah. the first ten minutes. Leeds in Clark Carlisle just was winning everything from set pieces, yeah. and then we it was one of the most disgusting one 0 wins I've ever seen. We we got absolutely battered for 90 minutes um it was if it was something like our first win in 17 games and they were big leads who just come down it was just one of the most incredible millmore nights at millmore season was a, mm. was a joke but the night was amazing and max miller that's what rotham do i suppose it's it's part of what we do uh there's a clark harris goal as well in there from which we're again a friday night with clark harris's first goal for the club um there's the one where warnock beat him with, with that late penalty from greg alford if you anyone remembers that yeah. one uh, that was chaos as well. That game was madness. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Leeds, Leeds win this game on a massive bit of form, but there are issues for Leeds because they have a quite a large Welsh contingent. They've got four Welsh players Dan James, Ethan Ampadu, Joe Rodon, and somebody else that I can't remember. They played a massive game for Wales on Tuesday. And they're playing on Friday. And those four players are huge for them, particularly Rodon at the back. Bearing in mind that they're, they're, they're sort of light on the numbers defensively. So that could very well play into our hands that they've got internationals down there. That's just something that is great for them and they'll get money from it. It's good that they've got that, those players played internationally. But playing on a Friday night is a nightmare for that kind of situation because I've just mentioned the Welsh players. Nonto was away with Italy and a few other players as well. These these guys haven't had two weeks off like we have, and that's that could come back to buy them up back. Sanon and Parker's complained about it a little bit, I think. Yeah, but for me, that's a um, little bit uh, straw clutchy um, <laughs> with, with Leeds, to be honest. 
Um, <clears throat> it, it does seem to be a weird thing in football at the minute that a lot of players get injured after international break. Uh, but I've not seen that any of their players are. Mm. I'm sure they might they might be a bit more uh, leggy uh, than some of some of our players. But just looking at Leeds uh, last start in eleven, which was against Plymouth. Plymouth. Um, <clears throat> I'm just looking on foot mob for it. There are a lot of sevens in that. Good grief. There are a lot of sevens. Uh, seven rated, anyway. Um, and, yeah, like I say, they're in really, really good form, um, which will play a massive part in it. It's only one loss in their last five, six, going back to the start of October. Um, <clears throat> and then there's us. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I don't think that uh, them having a, a fair few internationals with Wales will really affect them too badly. It would if Wales were still playing and they just carried on the playoffs uh, for Wales out, out, outside of the international window, which is what they do with um, uh, is it Afcon that they do all that with? Okay, okay. I, th- I think they do all that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it'll affect them. I think they'll come into this game. With the mentality of thinking they'll beat us, and that might be the thing that trips them up. Hmm. Yeah, well, look, you look at their team, and they've got an array of talent that, on paper, shouldn't be in the championship. But as we mentioned, they are in the championship. They've got to earn the right to play, much less we've got to earn the right. They've got to earn the right to play at New York Stadium. And I don't think, I don't think they'll relish coming to coming to New York. Stadium. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, Martin Miller says, wasn't it Martin McIntosh in 2004? Yes, it was. Um... Yes. Uh, Shelley says, if Dan James plays, would you switch Bramall to right back? His pace will be an issue for Dexter. That is an issue for me coming into Friday, mate. Dexter, we we love Dexter. I think he's got a massive future. But he's been caught out defensively twice against Watford. You could defend him for one of them, but certainly sets one of them you couldn't. Mm. I wonder if he just needs time out. I wonder if he needs time out of the team. But then if you're going to take him out, you would have to put Peltier right back. And with the pace that the Leeds <laughs> have got, that's frightening. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, you, you stick with Dexter, I think, uh, assuming that he's not carrying any knocks from Jamaica and he's got over any jet lag that he might be suffering as a result of flying back from from, from there. So, um, But you you need somebody in that defence to gather him a little bit and make sure he holds his position. Um, so, yeah, you, you've got no choice, really. I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know any of the players that they've got. I don't know any of their players other than um, Jordan Bamford. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'll be better than Leicester. Well, they beat Leicester. 
Yeah, I know they did, but that was. I, I watched some of that game, and that was tedium of the highest order, weren't it? That game for, for the vast majority of it, it was just like oh, it was awful, just passing it and passing it and passing it and passing it, and no else happening. Whether it was horrible. Um, yeah, look, we, we play what's in front of us, don't we? And if we play to our if we play to our strengths and we play to our ability and the level that we can match it, we can play at home. We'll match them. Uh, we'll match them on over over ninety minutes. Um, if we don't, then we'll get we'll get tonked, won't we? If we don't turn up, we will get tonked. Yeah, yeah. We'll turn without up. a doubt. Um, so this is we can have Revan on left hand side, Bramall on the right. I'm not sure that. I see what you're saying, but for me, I don't think Bramall's defensively good enough to do to play at that far out of position. Um, he might might be better off playing in a game like this. Might be better off playing centre half because they're not going to go long. There's no aerial battles really, Danny. That Bramall's going to have to win against a Jordan Hugel type. They the Blues don't have that. They got Pro is 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 wonderful and and Bamford who has his moments and other players. But I wonder if it is a time for you go five at back, stick Bramall as your left side, and then because then he can mop. If anybody gets in behind, you've got that pace to cover. Not only the left-hand side, but you can also cover Sean Morrison, who I'm sure will need covering at some point. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> Bremel's pace might not be best utilised completely bombing it down the wing mm. uh, for this game anyway. Like you say, I think it might be better just for a, uh, for a mop-up, just in case of mistakes as well. Like, don't get me wrong, if he gets the ball and the space, go for it. But I agree, to be honest. I think we'd be better with the five lining up against Leeds and... It's not a case of just going uber defensive. I think it's um, trying to play to the strength that we've got as well, which is um, Sean Morrison has the experience, but he's on the slow side, and we've seen that from him mm. recently. But if you've got the likes of Bramall to mop up, then because he is a good he is a good left side centre back, mm. uh, but he's better at the mopping up side of it rather than the going in for the tackle side of it, which is more Morrison. Well, like a tackle. Yeah, it, it does. It does like a tackle, but it's not like his um, go-to thing. Whereas I think he's, he's Morris's go-to thing. The best tackle Bramall's done was the Brexit challenge against um, against Ipswich, yeah. which we cheered like it were a goal. And we need that sort of uh, atmosphere on Friday, by the way. Oh, don't um, <clears throat> but the the only concern for me with the five is Dexter, mm. because Dexter's defensive attributes in a five have been called into question quite a few times. Um, I think, but I also think his yeah. defensive stuff has been called in quite a bit anyway, whether it's a four or a five. Um, it just seems to get caught out too often. Um, yeah. So it's a bit of a miss there. I mean, if Peltier's fit, he could play right back, but, Pace. you know, it's a bit... Mm. Let's, I'll go back to this. So I think Dexter has been poor recently, but, and this is a big but, Mick, I'm maybe give him a, give him a slither of defence here. Because last season, Wes got a lot of stick. And a lot of those times that Wes got a stick was because something Peltier had done by playing centre-half. And recently, mm. Peltier is the one that's been playing the right side of centre-half. And I wonder if Dexter's not getting the support that he needs. Um, we'll, we'll all maybe watch this tomorrow together, just if, if this does happen. Because Peltier cost us, made, it hung Wes out to dry two or three times last season. Mm. I wonder if Peltier is not giving the support that, that, De that Dexter needs, especially at the age he is. Um, or am I just clutching up straws there for Dex? No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. When when Peltier plays as a, as a three, he tends to get very narrow and, and leave his right right back and um, his right wing back exposed quite often. Mm. 
So, but that's you're playing a player out of position, aren't you? In, when you're yeah. playing pelt as centre half, so um, who knows? As it's been mentioned in the comments a couple of times, Wayne Carlisle may change it completely. It may sure. go four two or something else. It may be a completely different game. You know, completely different uh, setup. It's going to have to be significantly different in the midfield because we've lost two 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 of our more experienced or most experienced midfielders to to further hamstring injuries. So they're out till September at least. So there's going to be some big changes in midfield. Um, and and according to what I've read today, Jamie Lindsay's not ready for a start yet. So mm. it's. Um, we may not end up with a, with a, a five at cross back because we haven't got enough. Um, <laughs> once Hex is going to have to drop into midfield, which is which is his better position, to be fair. Mm. Um, and then Lord knows what he's going to do. We'll have to. Uh, the, the only thing we can do really is is, is wait and see because he's not got too many other defensive midfielders um, no. in, in the squad. You know, they're all sort of attacking attacking players. So it's going to be quite interesting. Mm. Jamie says it's got Jamie. The game has got Jamie Lindsay written all over it. Yeah, it would. If you were fit enough to play in 80, 70, 80 minutes, and it absolutely would. Mm. Um, Paramount says in the Watford game, Peltier was out of position a few times. Yeah, <laughs> a Leeds fan says, please play Lee Peltier against Somerville. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the concern. That is one of the many concerns. Gives a few names: Somerville, Nonto, James, Frightening Pace. He's worried that Morris and I are Pelty won't cope. He says Duffing has to start at centre half. But if you can, if you've chucking Bramall in there, then maybe you, you allow Adolphin to come further forward. Um, but if you're chucking Bramall and Adolphin into that back three, you've got you've got massive pace there with those two. So you know you, you, it would allow you to have an Ayala there uh, in the centre of those two. Um, and yeah. and Whilst Ayal has not got a huge amount of pace, he's got a huge amount of experience and is able to read the game. Um, and then if you've got Dexter on the right and Revan on the left, you've got mm. quite a lot of pace in that back line there. True. Well, <laughs> certainly with Bramall and Adolphin, you've got a significant amount of pace. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, they'll, they'll, they'll not. The thing is, we're, 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 we are saying this. There's not much p- space in behind us anyway, is there? No, we're not. We're not no. going to be defending our halfway line, are we, Danny? This is going to be a situation where I'm not saying we're going to be under cost for 90 minutes, but our defensive position will probably be quite deep anyway. So mm. maybe the pace, maybe sitting deep, will nullify that pace as much as we possibly can. Maybe that's what we need to do. All it's not very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But I think um, <clears throat> um, we we might have to go away from trying to play exciting football against Leeds and just play the football that gets the job done. Go away from it. When did we start doing it? <laughs> well, you know, like the the little passing triangles that, yeah. that Matt Taylor tried to implement. We might have to take a step away from that side of football and more of a, you know, dig reels in and stop it. Like you say, mm. sitting a little bit deeper, but not too deep that it almost, make, like you say, makes us go under the cosh. Because mm. uh, we saw that with with Paul Warren, we sometimes sat too deep, and that just invited pressure. We just need to find that little line between a high line and sitting too deep to invite pressure. Um, I think. So, mm. Sorry to interrupt you, Danny. Yeah, the, no, the, the, thing, the thing with Leeds, they're, they're one of these teams that funny about with ball a lot, aren't they? Yeah. You know, they're, they're not necessarily um, much like Leicester. You know, they're not necessarily a hugely progressive team. They they funny about it, funny about with it, waiting for waiting for the Hollywood look at that space. Yeah, um, so yeah, well I don't know. We 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 we're just speculating. We're, we're 
We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Uh, but I, I've got a sneaky little feeling that Wayne Carlisle might change it round in terms of uh, in terms of set up. Mm. Maybe. Um, Yushu says, just hope we don't park the bus. Um, mm. John says, only way you get anything out of this game is going to make it ugly, a horrible game. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we can't. You can't play Leeds at their own game, can you? That's, you know what I mean? They're better, they're better than us. They are literally better than us. So you've got to find, you'll be clever. You've got to hope for a bit of luck. Um, Gumbo says we're so pessimistic. We may as, may as well give three points. Now We, we might as well just things... not play the game, lads. You know what I mean? Just <clears throat> we'll stay at home and not play the game. One of the things we've never been called on this podcast, I don't think, is pessimistic. We're the Happy Clappers <laughs> podcast. I'll deal with it. I can deal with that. I can cope with um, that. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. It's not. Listen, I don't think it's. It's not about being pessimistic, is it? It's about realistic. Being realistic and Leeds United are not our battle this season, or they shouldn't be our battle. Unfortunately, we've put ourselves in a position where now every team is our battle. You know, um, it, it's. It, they, they, we can no longer say that. You know, playing a team at home out of the top five, six clubs in the division is, is kind of a free hit. It's not anymore. There aren't. There are no more free hits. Uh, we've used them all up and wasted them. Mm. Um, so I, I think John's possibly right. You know, do we do we make it a scrappy, horrible game? Do do we bring Gareth Ainsworth in just for one game? You know, um, do we do we go down that route? I don't think we will. I don't think we will. And Wayne Carlisle going to come out in a, in a big big wig with some snakes <laughs> in snakeskin boots. <laughs> um, sure, his ways. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Yeah. Shelley um, says the problem with the fire at the back it means you could be in for a long 90 minutes we're inviting we're surely inviting pressure why not attempt to go toe to toe if it doesn't pay off then fair enough can we go toe to toe Danny and, 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 and we're, we're all we're, we're all guilty for saying we'll just have a go we're, we're, we've all said it uh, can you do that can you just say right sod it it's Leeds United who cares it might as well be Luton Town or, or Barnes or whatever we'll just go for it do you think it's as simple as that I mean, we were saying just go for it against Watford, and Matt Taylor said, and Matt Taylor said, mm, you know, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I think with a team like Leeds, ooh, um, you can't really go toe to toe with them because they do what they do so well that if we try and go toe to toe with them, it'll just leave us with egg on our faces. Um, mm. I agree with Johnny. If I'm being fair, I think the way to get to Leeds is to make it a horrible game. Uh, which you know isn't a nice thing to say, but it may be a case of disruption rather than playing round them. Mm. Yeah, Leeds struggled this season. I guess picking at Sheffield Wednesday when Wednesday went to their place, and Wednesday just sat in and soaked up the pressure, mm. and it was nil nil. And Leeds really, really struggled struggled against that kind of performance. Um, look, <laughs> we don't care. Even if we win tomorrow, and it's his only shot on target, and it's only touch inside their eighteen yard box, who cares? Uh, it's it's about getting that performance, and we've we've got to we've got to be positive. It's it's a fine line, and it's and it's a it's a very difficult line to to tread, Mick. And it, it's because they're bigger, mm. because they because they've got better players. But you you have got you can't just sit in and just take all pressure. Because if you do that, it, was, it happened against Southampton, didn't it? We took too much pressure, and they should have been outside. Yeah. And if they had the shooting books, we'd lost three or four nil. So it, it's about finding that line of. Being sensible, not being stupid, but at the same time, not being too defensive and, and giving giving yourself an out ball and, and an outlet. Look, we're playing Leeds United, right? And this is and the, and I don't I genuinely have no. This is not a dig, all right. The, the Leeds United, they're a Championship side. 
they're not even top of the championship. All right, we, we've played the top of the championship at home, and as we, we already talked about, and, and and probably arguably should have got us something out of the game. So we're not playing Man City, you know, we're not playing prime Barcelona. And then a lot of people seem to be approaching this game as though, you know, this is just an absolute foregone conclusion. They're going to come here and they're going to whack us out of the park. Mm. That seems to be the sort of consensus. That's not the case. It could be the case if the, play, <laughs> if the away team came up, you know, but that, that's not happened touch wood so far this season. Um, and, and I don't think it will tomorrow. So, mm. We have got us. We have got a decent chance of getting something out of this game. And, and the other thing I will point out is that, that Daniel Farke has done this with, before with us with Norwich. You know, he comes here and he completely underestimates what he's going to be facing. He's done it so many times before, um, and, and ends up getting a bit of egg on his face often, unless he gets a bit of help from referees with red cards that shouldn't be red cards and things like that. Um, which, which, which is highly, highly likely to happen tomorrow. We know, we know that. And that's that's not a reflection of Farker, that's a reflection of the referee um, and uh, Jordan Bamford. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm not suggesting for a second that we go toe-to-toe with them. However, we will attack them and we mm. will create chances. Um, it's just it's a question of whether we're able to defend effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shelley says the fans will be key tomorrow. They allowed even more so when we're on top. We need something to shout about. The crowd needs to get around the lads. That could be key. Yeah, I think I think there will be. I thought there's a reason the fans won't be behind the players. I think football fans are much more intelligent than people give them credit for, and I think fans understand when players need a push really. And I think this is one of those games where the players need a bit of a give, bit of a getting behind and. As, as is always the case with New York Stadium, when the away fans are loud, it tends to bring out the loud and the home fans as well. Um, and we're on sorry. the back foot. We're on the back foot. We've got no manager, you know? Yeah, exactly. Everybody's, everybody has written us off out of this game. Most people have written us off out of this division. You know, this is when Rotherham United traditionally are at the most dangerous. Yes. There's your team talk. Wayne Carlisle, if you're listening, there you go. <laughs> Get Mick in. Mick will, Mick will do your team talk for you tomorrow if you fancy it. Um, <laughs> his only payment is that he can't get Gareth Ains with him. That's the only thing yeah. he asks for payment. Um, <laughs> or Steve Evans. Or Steve Evans. Um, what do you think, Danny? And again, a difficult question to answer, but in terms of strike force, obviously the last time we started with Hugo and Nombe, um, I'd like to see Nombe start again because I thought, I thought he's had, he had two good games in a row, the Ipswich game and, and the Watford game. I feel like it'd be very, very harsh if Nome wasn't to start against Leeds tomorrow because his pace could. We're going to need that pace. I thought. I don't think just a big man is good enough to be honest with you. I think we need that pace for, for Friday night. Uh, yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, I, I think just having having just the, the one the bit one big target man, it wouldn't benefit us. To be fair, I don't think mm. because um, we've seen how Hugo does play on his own. Um, and he basically gets nothing really, unless it's a really well taken cross from from out wide. Um, it been, I mean, I suppose it'd be interesting to see Nombay and Kelly as well. That's something we've not really seen much of. Um, again, this is the whole we don't, we don't really know what's going to happen because you know it's a it's an interim manager at the minute. Um, so Wayne Carlisle might go completely unorthodox and start Georgie. Um, which is something I would like to see, but there's something in the back of my mind is telling me he'll try and at least 
do it the same way as Taylor, but tweak it slightly. So I think he'll have Nombe and Hugel starting up top, but he'll have tweaked it somehow in training. Um, and because I'm not sat on Roundwood's golf course with binoculars out, I don't know what that is. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not anymore, no. <clears throat> not anymore. I think one thing we want to see is we want to see balls into the box. And that's just something we've, we've been mm. gagging for. Since, since John Hugel came in, you've got John Hugel playing up top and you're not putting crosses into the box to him. That's the one thing I would like to see happen more. Um, and it's a way of scoring goals. I think getting getting through the middle of Leeds is obviously going to be very, very difficult. So you're going to have to be clever in those wide areas um, and put the ball into the box because you, who will, will cause every team in this division problems if you put the ball in a dangerous area? Any team. Um, and that's... Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, the, see what change we see from Wayne Carl Althamore and his team. Um, I'm interested. I'm sure Matt Taylor's quite interested as well, to be honest with you. He'll be an interested viewer. Um, phone, phone to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I'd I'm not sure. said that. Why? I really wish I'd not said that because if somebody picks that up and puts that on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well. Um, and yeah, I'm sure Sky will be on the, in the, on the um, watching out in the stands for any managers. If I was, if I was an out of work manager, I would be trying to get a ticket for this game in, in the in the posh <laughs> Even though I weren't interested in the job, just to get you know, just to, just to get on the the odds moving um, from Sky. And Shelley says it would. Shelley's prediction is a four-one-two-one-two. Uh, you know, Ti sitting, Hacks and Ollie. Then uh, no, he says Cafu. But Cafu's out. Um, he's Nombe and Hugel up top. Yeah, Cafu is out as well as uh, Klukas for six weeks for those for those guys. So probably after Christmas, probably. Um, we will remain to be saying. I don't think there's any other injury issues. Grant Hall could Grant Hall could be back. Um, can I ask this question? People people have sort of said on Twitter that Grant Hall had a dig at Matt Taylor. I didn't think he had a dig at Matt Taylor in his interview. I just thought he said because of the circumstances, he was he had to be he had to be thrown at the deep end. I, I didn't see that as a dig. Did any you have an opinion on that? I disagree oh, with the majority on that. Was this the um the chat I did with the advertiser? Yeah. About it? Yeah, I didn't really see it as a dig either. I just thought it was just a, you know, I was victim of circumstance. I was needed. I wasn't yeah. 100%, but I had to do the job. Mm. You know, so I didn't really see it as a dig. I thought it was just going, basically just going, I'm doing my part, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> You can pick you can pick up what you want, can't you? From where yeah. that I, I retweeted something from the Leeds Press last night, a, mm. a comment, you know, and and it was a, a quote from from Daniel Farker about um, about Rotherham United not coming back as Man City, you know, after the international break. But the the tweet was something about Daniel Farker saying that Rotherham aren't going to get anything out of this game, and and and, and all he's done is twisted something yeah. that he actually said. Which, perfectly legitimate and reasonable into something complete nonsense. And that's essentially the same sort of thing, isn't it? You know, you can listen to a quote from somebody and turn it to mean whatever you want. And then all of a sudden it gains traction. And it's, nah, I've got, it's just rubbish. Mm. It, it came back too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say no. Uh, yeah. I'm not fit. You know what I mean? So let's not read too much into it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. I think last time we played third-place team on telly, was that Blackburn? 
They were third. We're live on telly, weren't it? Um, were they third or were they second? I think they were third. Hmm. It's Burnley and Ipswich, Sheffield with Don Vernon. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so we've got a four nil tomorrow. Just this is we'll clip this. Um, really, do we we really think something could happen like four nil, maybe one nil at a push? But mm. wouldn't that be just a championship all over though? You've got the informed team in the league (laughs) coming to the team that's got no managers, just been beat five nil. I'm not saying it's most Rotherham thing; it's the most championship thing ever, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's if, not my prediction. If Rotherham beat Leeds by more of a scoreline than three, so it could so it could be three nil or it could be four uh, one, whatever. Um, I will go out in Sheffield that Friday night. I wasn't planning to. I was planning on going to football. Then, <clears throat> what's up? Sorry, in a Leeds kit. No, oh God, God, no, <laughs> no. I'm not that brave. <laughs> Maybe still in my Rotherham shirt. Yeah, but. I, I don't see it happening. No, I'm going to go to football no. and come home and go to bed. But if we do beat them by more than three, I will just go out. And <laughs> I have work at half past 12 the next day. So, Fair enough. Mm. Um, Phil just mentions this, this is interesting. Did anybody see the increase in hamstring injuries throughout the season? It's strange. Yeah, the, the BBC puts them out. Premier League hamstring injuries. There's an issue. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be interested to know the issue because the championship games haven't increased in terms of how many games you play. So, But there is an issue in terms of hamstring injuries in football at the minute. Um be interested if somebody does some work on that and finds out why. I have done a bit of research in it to, into it, to be fair, and apparently there's just something in the water and it's making it happen. Okay. Is it some 5G <laughs> something? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all them COVID jabs that everyone had. They've made hamstrings uh, physically weaker and that's why footballers are getting injured. I get it. And the footballers that have never had a hamstring injury this season so far are the ones that haven't had COVID jabs or lesser amounts of them. Yeah, we know we should ask. We should get see if Matt Letizia has got any insight on this because he'll, mm. he'll know about these these kind of things. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Four percent people. Um, David Hope says, generally, fancies under the lights, pride, passion, commitment, giving it our all, and I think we'll do the dirty leagues three one. He says, positive positivity. Now we'll still go to the predictions where Mike will start with me, which is not positive. Uh, I think it'll be essentially a repeat of the Leicester game. I think we'll push them hard. I think it'll be a really good game. In terms of it being a competitive game, I think when the subs start to come on, I think it'll just kill the game because uh, the, the quality they they will have. They'll be, bring Dan James on probably on seventy five minutes and and think the, just the pace and things will kill us too late in the game. I, I think so. That's two one, Mick. Uh, two one Rotherham. Two one Rotherham. I think we went two nil. No, I've done two nil. Did you? Oh yeah, well, you did. Yeah, sorry. Apologies. Yes, uh, Danny. 3-0 Leeds. 3-0 Leeds? Yeah. Oh, Simon will be revoking your happy clap of membership. That's me being positive. <laughs> wow. Um, Job Hell says, COVID jabs. Danny's been watching the David Cottrell Letizia interview, haven't you? Um, I did watch True Jody's interview with... Um, oh, what's he called now? Um... Um, it's, it's like uh, Eric Ike, I think he's called something like oh, that. David Ike, or something like David that. David Ike, that's David it. Ike. Yeah, I, I did watch that, and he's a big conspiracy theorist, and I'm weirdly invested in what he has to say. <laughs> I need to find my tinfoil hat again. Oh dear, you do. We'll get some bed up. I'll get one for Christmas. Thank you. Um, before we before we go through with every other picture of the comments, because we've got some interesting ones. Um, we, I mentioned and put out on Twitter that if 
we think about the game, we get people occasionally come asking us for fan voices. It's difficult to organise into a podcast so many people. Uh, we've got seven or eight people who try to get on a regular. I forget about, I forget about half of them as, as well. So if you want to be on, we're thinking about getting you guys on to do the post-match, not the instant review, but a sort of separate thing. So if you want to, if you want to be on that, well, we haven't thought of a name for it yet, to be honest with you. Um, but if you want to, if you if you're hanging around outside the north stand for ten minutes after kick after full time kick off after kick off we'll be in the ground um, after full time we'll be we'll be out we're hanging about outside the north stand doing the instant reaction. So if you're around there and want to come, and we'll just speak to you for sixty seconds, give us your thoughts on the game, and we'll bung them all together, put it on YouTube on what would be Saturday morning. Um, only works if people want to do it. If nobody wants to do it, that's fine. Uh, but obviously, we can't put a video out with nobody on it. So let us know if you want to. If you only want to do it, just give us a heads up so we know to wait wait a little bit, little bit of time. Um, John's Rail says, honestly, you need to do a Mick reacts Mick reacts video to the interview. Um, yeah, right. Well, I don't know about it. I've not no. seen it. I've not seen anything of it. But that's what would make the reaction video better that you didn't know about it. Mm. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some some predictions. Gumbo says an entertaining three three. Take that. Sarah Ogden says one one. Terry Fimmer says three two. Scott Kent says three one to Leeds. Matt Mill says two one. Harry says one one. Feel like we'll get some early and then some, and then a late heartbreak. John S and YouTube says two one to the Millers. John Rell says four one to Leeds. Powerman says two two. Uh, Martin Holland says three one. Uh, Shelley says Victor have a st- have a stormer as usual. Then what's Leeds coming for him? Yeah, mm. it's it, it set for a Victor master show. To be honest with you, masterclass is what we're trying to say. Um, didn't get any minutes in the internationals, just to point out the Victor. Um, but there you go. Uh, boys, anything what, else? I don't know what Sweden's coach is playing so, up. He's left now. Oh, good. Shall we? Uh, shall we have a sweep? A sweep pick as to how many times Jordan Bamford rolls on floor screaming and banging his hand. Oh well, we'll, we'll just. Just yeah, how many times Jordan Bamford claims to be injured during the game? I reckon you should do. Get your get your stop clock on your phone. Got me calling him Jordan now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were doing it on purpose. I were yeah. Okay. (laughs) Mick, get the um, get the um, the stop clock on your phone and actually time it, and we'll see. Yeah. Person who gets to the nearest minute wins. Second, you mean? You mean second is what you mean? No, well, it's not. It's not much more than sixty seconds, is it? What? Is he going to be able to dives. It's dives. It's not much more than 60 seconds, is it? Well, he'll, he'll, yeah, but he stays there for ages, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, John Bamford doesn't get on the pitch. He doesn't get on the pitch, no, but Rutter's injured, apparently. And Bamford is possible, possible to come in for Rutter, potentially. Uh, Terry Fenby. He'll go down at least 70 minutes out of the 90. Um, I think that's a fair shout, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if you're getting any vibes from me that I don't like him or not, but if Patrick, you are, you're right. Patrick or Jordan? Uh, Jordan, I'm a big fan. Patrick, <laughs> no, not so much. There we go. Um, anything else? <sighs> no. no. <laughs> I just want to manage it. I want this manager thing over and done with. Get it yeah. out of the way because it's really grinding my gears now. Yeah, me too. I'm ready for it. it, it for you know, when you're a new manager, it's like when you're signing players at summer. It's exciting for a minute, 
because you don't know you're gonna you don't it's exciting and then three weeks later as as it feels like as it almost is we're getting into the third week almost it's just a bit tiresome now but yeah, yeah. get a manager come on come on um yeah, mate, let's if, go if you haven't already please check out the scout report which is the ls11 podcast um, they're just going to run down the, the start of the season, the difficulties at the start of the season, and how Parker's got the leads going, um, and a few dangerous players to pick out as well. Uh, the instant reaction will be up Friday night. I don't know when on Friday night, but the instant reaction will be up, will be up there. And if 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 we get people that want to come on, do you want to think of a name for this fan thing, fan voices, fan led thing? I don't know. Somebody gives somebody yeah, somebody gives some names for this for the fan. Views, uh, and we'll pick one. Um, if you if you want to come, like I said, we'll be outside North Stand. It only takes us twenty minutes to film the instant reaction, so we will be around there for a little bit. Um, and get behind the Millers on Friday. If you're going on Friday, get behind and make make a bucket load of noise. These games under lights, these Yorkshire derbies under the lights, are some of the best at New York Stadium. They are the absolute best. We've had some crackers over the last eleven years we've been at the stadium, and hopefully this will be another one. Um, I'm looking forward to this. So we, we said I get for the Leicester game. These are the kind of games we win the championship for to play against the big teams so we can bloody their nose. And I really hope that's what we do tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh Danny, thank you very much for being with us. And congratulations again on the graduation, as many people put in the comments. Yeah, thank you to everybody for the congratulations. Um I know we never have to see Chef Hallam Uni again. So happy days. <laughs> um but yeah, but, but honestly, thank you to everybody. I didn't expect um as many people as um, have come through to say congrats when I put it on Twitter of me and Jed to be fair uh, so thank you everybody um, and yeah onwards and upwards from here I think Absolutely, Mick anything we need to congratulate you on? Let's get through this uh, podcast we'll this morning. Yeah. yeah yeah that as well um, John Rell says, Does this mean he is, Danny isn't a student? He'll stop drinking Carlin. To be fair, though, I haven't had Carlin for months, <clears throat> and apparently, I think it's because of John just nibbling at me the whole time. So, I've not had Carlin for months. I've converted to Guinness now. Uh, a few names Terry Femi says, Miller's Miller's for the fan, for the fan show. Um, Harry says, Fan Rant. Oh, well, we on that every week. Um, Ruth Clark says, New York Fan Talk. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Crabsey says fan bloody tastic. I like this one. Phil says North Stand views. I quite but what like. If have, but what if we have someone from the East Stand on? Yeah, but well, we're at, we're at the North Stand, aren't we? Though, so uh, yeah, first. Um, yeah, very 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 well. Keep sending them. At the minute, North Stand views is winning. Um, so there we go. Thank you, Mick. Did I say thank you to you? <laughs> <laughs> You did, you did. I just noticed. I noticed Shelley's mentioned there that one I should be congratulated on getting through. I can't. It's not worth mm. getting through the episode without swearing. Do you want to tell uh, them the story about being on Radio Sheffield? Good. Yeah. Somebody mentioned earlier on that I was on. No, I, I didn't know. I um, I was on radio on Praise or Grumble on Radio D down earlier on, and we were talking about leads, and I have no idea. The, the the first thing that my wife said to me when I came off the phone was. You nearly said Bell End Road, then didn't you? And I was so close. I managed to be before it got to my lips, but I still ended up saying L End Road. So it was so obvious. That would have been a bit of a. Uh, don't be asking New York talk back on Radio Sheffield again, then would they? 
<laughs> well, it's funny you say that. They've asked me to go on on Friday. Just to put the I might show it's an Ellen Drone, not Ellen Drones. <laughs> I, I won't pronounce that extra E. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've gone. We're just chatting crap here. So thank you, everybody, who's put, still putting up with us uh, at this point because this has descended into absolute nonsense. Um, we'll see some of you tomorrow. If you are there behind the North Standard post game tomorrow, give us a shout. We'll see you there. If not, we'll see you. Well, you can see the inspection. We'll be back on Sunday evening. Um, for who knows what, but we will also always look ahead to the whole city game, which is on Tuesday evening, I think it is. Um, it's all fun and games being a Millers fan. Thank you all for being with us tonight. We will see you very, very soon. And up the Millers, up the Millers. On the edge of the box, a Duffy. He can hit them, and he does. Noooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooooo